Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaos. I'm the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 21. Our recap will be given by John Hook as his character, Dr. Edison York. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John? From the personal log of Dr. Edison York. Days and nights are blurring together. How long have we been on this train? How long have I been sleeping? I, I'm so disconnected from reality. I, I can't tell up from down, it seems. We were summoned to the cabin of Dr. Kurtz by Henri, the steward for this mystical dream train where we have discovered the fate of the prince of cats nimbus has been murdered he was killed by some kind of heavy thick claw-like instrument or creature it's hard to tell there was a blood trail that led to the windowsill and I suspect that it may have been whatever it was that made the markings that uh, that Thursby and I had seen up on the roof. The king and queen of cats, Tarragon and Sophie, plus an entire retinue of other cats, came to view the dead prince. And I and my team of companions, we've stepped up to try and find this vile killer and bring them to justice the cats are quite angry with Henri because he had promised protection for the cats so this is a, a real shock and and strike against Henri's honor and possibly the fate of the train itself so there is a lot riding on this Some of those extra cats have paired up to travel with us as we conduct our investigation. I think it's good to have those extra senses available. We'll see how that goes. We've divided into pairs and began to question uh, most of the, the passengers on this car. And so far, we've been coming up empty. Although at one point, we could hear the click-clack of something moving on the roof of the car and then a piercing scream coming from Madame Boulevard's room. I'm afraid my, my blood tells me there's another murder to solve. Okay, thank you. You're in the hall. You hear you hear uh, what's obviously Madame Bonneval, uh, her loud, piercing, uh, and also kind of hoarse voice yelling out, uh, "Help! Help!" She's yelling. Um, you run down the hallway to her door, and you find that it is uh, locked. What do you guys um... want to do? There, you can hear a scuffle going on inside the room. I think Theodore is busting it down. Yeah, I'm going to force it, put my whole body weight behind it. Okay, do a strength roll. Got it. Okay, this is 
Oh, come on. These are D12s. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Uh, yeah, roll two D12s. <laughs> okay. Oh, so that is a hard pass with strength. <laughs> okay. Uh, you smash down the door, which is oddly less wood. It doesn't splinter, you know, like a wooden door would, because it's probably not made of wood. But um, as it smashes open, what you see is this. Obviously, something came in through her window because uh, her window is open and the casement around it is smashed and there are marks all over it. Uh, Madame Bonneval uh, is pulled back into one corner of the room. She's gripping her heart fate, her heart-shaped uh, case and she's yelling at this thing that has come through her window. It's about the size of a human, but it's not really shaped like a human. It seems to be composed almost entirely of amethyst crystals. It's got sharp protrusions all over it. You'd say that it's somewhat reptilian, maybe something insect-like as well. And it has, uh, it has tentacles around its face. Uh, its eyes are like crabs' eyes. They're on little stalks, and they are bright, flaming red with little sparkles all around them. Uh, the thing is growling and lunging at her, and she's saying, No, you will never take it from me. No, help, help. She's yelling. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I'll think of like a crowbar for Mimi to hand to me. Th th this, oh, oh, for Mimi. You yeah, were asking Mimi. Mimi for it. Oh, I'd like to. Mimi has handed me a crowbar? Yes. Okay, I would like to strike at the creature with it. Okay, go ahead and roll. Nope. <laughs> 63. Okay. You standing there, and it's not trying to defend itself as it's attack as it's trying to attack her. Uh, you bring the crow down crowbar down upon it, and uh there is a horrible uh tinkling sound like you're hitting uh, you know glass or crystal, but it doesn't seem to do much damage at all to the the, the creature. The creature is um hard and spiky and uh and pretty well protected. You're also pretty sure that from the shape of these crystals that this is probably the thing that killed the cat. Mm -hmm. um, Theodore, what is, were you going to do, would you say? Um, so I'm, I'm right up in the front, too, because I bash it down. Right. I'd like to, uh, like, uh, uh, Mimi, uh, 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 an axe, uh, uh, like, so I'd just like to grab one there and just dive right in. I'll go right side by side with with uh, Gabriel and okay. smack and go ahead and go for it. Yeah. Unbelievable. is killing us. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, okay. you failed. Okay. Well, that you said for, you froze for a second there. Uh, all right. So you yeah. you hit it the same way. You managed to get in a good couple of swings, but the most you're doing is chipping a tiny little bit of stone off from it uh, that falls to the floor. Um, at this point, 
the creature is going to turn and try and lash out at the group of you before it goes back to Madame Bonneval. Okay. Uh, what what are the rest of you doing, Doctor Edison? You were about to say something. Yeah, I was going to ask if there was a uh, a pitch a porcelain pitcher of water in a basin, maybe on a side you know bureau or d- table right next. I just wanted to like pick up the pitcher and do a throw and, okay. and try and crash that on it. Do a uh, luck roll to see if there's something there. <laughs> I have probably oh yeah. I'm almost in single digits. Let's see how well we can do. Uh, negative as I rolled at the opposite end of that spectrum. Okay. 95. Okay. So you don't see anything like that. Okay. Um, uh, Dr. <laughs> Kurz, uh, Gunter. Uh, what I was going to do was try and uh, go in there and uh, like shield, uh, shield her and try and get her away from the creature. Okay. Well, the creature is kind of between you and her. Okay. It's bearing uh, down on her. Okay. Uh, then, and what's its size? Is it like human size or bigger? It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, its body is probably about human size, but there are spikes and protrusions all over it. Right. Is there like a, uh, an end table, like, you know, like a circular table with like a one? Do a leg. luck. Yeah, to a right. luck if got, you want to I grab better, something. I got better luck than Dr. Well, missed it by, by one. Apparently you don't. Apparently not. Well, once again, I'll give you enough to where you do grab something and you smash it against the creature. Uh, yeah, but it's try- it's once again, it's unfazed by it. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to get something so I could push it, but, but since it's sharp, I didn't want to use my uh. bare hands and stuff. Uh, Dr. Kurz? Well, I'm thinking this is this creature is apparently made of uh, amethyst, which is a crystalline form of silicate. So unfortunately, there's no immediate chemical response that will interfere with its mechanism. Uh, I agree, however, the idea that uh, separating the thing and uh, Madame Bonneval is, uh, is immediate concern. I think I, uh, I guess I'll roll luck to see if there's any sort of, I'm looking for a, maybe a chair, so okay. lion taming. If it towards the window, it came in. Uh, oh, very close, but I have successfully locked it. Okay. So I grab a chair and try to hurl it. And sort of the jam, the, jam the, the, the legs of the chair into the creature's yeah, yeah. Tangled, tangled spikes, and you're pushing it back. Um, the, the creature, it, it has kind of crab-like, you know, appendages with spikes all over it. It reaches out. Madame Bonneval is trying to get back and she's saying, foul thing, you'll never succeed. But the thing does manage to grab a hold of the, the, the box that she's got and it's struggling with it with her. And she's like, no, you can't have it. Um, just about then Henry finally comes running in the room this all happened very quickly and as soon as he sees what's going on he sort of raises his hands and tentacles come through the walls and through the window and up through the floor and begin to wrap around the creature uh you can see that uh the tentacles themselves are being pierced 
by the uh, spikes, but Mimi doesn't seem to be reacting. However, the creature does manage to yank this box away from uh, from Madame Bonaval and uh, do a psychology roll on Madame Bonaval. I missed it by three. Everyone? Sure. Damn, that's fail. I missed okay. it, it by 78. <laughs> I'll, spend, I'll, I'll spend three points of luck. If it's... Okay. So, Dr. Gabe, um, everybody else, you, you see what's going on the way that it's going on. Uh, Dr. Dr. Neruda, when you look at her face, there is this moment of Madame Bonaval's face, like just sort of uh, expectation, uh, like somebody uh, at a surprise party, just ready for the reveal. And as the creature pulls back and the, and the tentacles begin to restrain it, it rips open the, the heart-shaped box and there's nothing inside. And Madame Bonaval just, with hysterical laughter, just says, oh, "You fool! I it wasn't there at all. You'll never find it in a million years. You'll never find it." As if she was just taunting the damn thing. But it suddenly it's it's restrained and it drops the box, and you can see it looking down at the box. And something happens. The uh, red glowing flames in its eyes begin to go out and uh, they turn to kind of a, a sort of an amber color as if something is gone from them for that moment. And the creature stops struggling against Henry. Uh, Henry's like, uh, it's some sort of monster. I'll, I'll throw it off the ship. You guys do. No, no, wait. What is the meaning it's, of this? And I'll say to Madame it's Bonneval. A, it's extremely dangerous. Uh, shouldn't we get rid of it, monsieur? No, no. She knows what it is. Also, she says, um, she, she's still laughing. She says, it's from him. It's from the, the black sorcerer. He's trying to get my... My my uh, my ruby. He'll never get it. Never. She screams at the thing. Yes. Well, Madame Bonneval, your amusing game with the black sorcerer has cost the life of Prince Nimbus, regent of all uh, cats of Ulthar. She's like, I'm not to blame for that. This thing. I didn't know it was here. It suddenly climbed through my window. But it's something I expect that black wizard to do. Yeah, it came for you when you were you were uh, dancing some waltz with it. You can see that she's been pierced in a few places by the uh, the spikes of the creature in her struggle with it, but she's not bleeding. That's odd. Is she still kind of trapped? In my mind's eye, the way you've been describing it, I feel like the bed is in the way, the creature's there, so she's kind of like trapped in the far corner. Well, is that she, true, or can or she, can we get to her? 
she was up until the thing grabbed the the thing out of her arms in which case she had almost that kind of uh, she leaned forward in anticipation for it realizing that it had failed so she's quite defiant she's not uh she's not a poor weak woman she's laughing at it for its stupid failure He's tried forever to get that jewel. He'll never get it. Madame Podolval, please sit down. Come over here where it's safer. And, and you've been injured. Let me tend to your wounds. She says, it's nothing. It's nothing. She says, huh? but I suppose I should thank you for helping to rescue me. Yes, yes. Well, you will thank me by, please, coming over here. Have a seat. I need to tend to your wounds. At this Please. point, cats have started to move in, and the cats are all uh, hissing and arched backs, and they're uh, uh, they're main. You, you can see you seem to be able to understand them now, at least in some part. Um, they're all kill it, kill it, or let us bring it back to Ulthar and 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 murder it properly. You know, drag it through the streets and. Henry turns to you and he's like, what should I do? I could throw it off the, off the train. I could, uh, I could uh, restrain it. We could let it, let the cats take it back to Uther, or we could wait until the king comes and let him decide what should be done. I think if you can, if Mimi can produce another cell, like the one the madman is in to hold this thing, uh, yeah, it either belongs in, depending on the treaties uh, and customs of dreamlands, either Ulthar has right to extradite this thing for its own justice. Yes, or... uh, that should be something that uh, King Karanis should should decide. The, uh, the cats start to yell, extradition, extradition. Um. Everybody do a spot hidden. I think if you throw it off the train, it would merely escape. Extreme. 29 is a hard success. Fail. Okay. Those of you who succeed, you've noticed noticed that the creature, it's no longer struggling against Mimi. Um, it, It seems almost that when that flaming red in its eyes... Uh, like the the color of anger itself um, fades away. Uh, a kind of odd intelligence begins to flood over the creature's movements and visage. And uh, when the cats talk about, you know, when when Henry talks about throwing it off the train, it it visibly shakes its head as if it it's understanding what you're saying. Uh, and uh, it, it's got an almost pleading look in its face now. Uh, was it under some kind of spell? Or is it was the... It uh, acting under... You say that out loud? Yeah. The, the creature moves its head up and down. Were you, Do you understand me? Yeah. Were you ensnared by the uh, black sorcerer that burned himself to death? 
Do you know where he is? Um, Madame Bonafal yells out, it's lying. Why would you ever trust this thing? Um, the, the creature's response is, no, it doesn't know where he is. Can you write? It holds up its spiky hands. Yeah, no. <laughs> Why? Uh, did you kill the cat on on purpose, or did you stumble upon it? Did uh, did the young cat attack you out of fear? Did you? Put the cat in my trunk? Did the wizard have you kill the cat? Do you know why? Were you searching Dr. Kurz's, uh, um, uh, okay. Hmm. So, uh, and Madame Bonneval is still yelling at. You know, he was here for me. That's the only reason he was here. He was he was yeah. here for the ruby that that you uh, have been holding on to for centuries. And and Henry's like, but 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 this is very nearly impossible. It couldn't have it couldn't have gotten onto my train. Nothing would be allowed to get onto the train. So how is it here? Maybe there, it was brought on board. Is there anyone that we haven't had an opportunity to interview yet? I don't think you talked to Mackenzie yet. Yeah, we should see if Mackenzie's still here. Um. Yeah, Mackenzie's in the hallway. You guys have been making quite a ruckus. Okay. Uh, I I wonder if. Uh, Maybe perhaps uh, this black sorcerer does not always travel with Madame Bonneval. Um, Henry's like, we need to do something. Shall we, you said, put him into another cell? I think that is the safest thing, and Koranis can judge. Very is, well. Is, Go ahead. Is, is the creature still within? Our proximity to ask one more. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, right in front of you. Did did you come aboard with the man that we just picked up, the the crazy guy, the crazed guy? Um, it looks confused. Did you come on the train at Zar? Did you come on the train before Zar? I have an idea. Yeah. The Ippian squeakers work through psychic emanations, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder if this thing could talk to us through the Ippian squeaker. Hmm. Yeah, let's well, get into a cell first. Yeah. So Henry transports it on the outside of the train. It's yeah. pulled, pulled out through the window and it's moved towards the observation area and it's placed into a cell there. Hmm. Madame Bonneval 
Um, you guys all notice a bit of an attitude change in Madame Bonneval because you guys did rescue her and you fought for her. So maybe you guys aren't the bad men. She's a little bit more gracious all of a sudden to you all for rescuing her. And she picks up the broken pieces of the, uh, the box. I called it a box. It was it basically, imagine like a heart-shaped purse or a heart-shaped, yeah. you know, thing. Uh, she she picks it up and she, uh, she crumbles it up and puts it into a basket. And she I, looks very satisfied with herself. You, you know, you know, madam, if you've if you've flung that stone of yours into the abyss of Nodens, I'm sure you could have some peace and guarantee that that wizard will never get a hold of it. She says, oh, you think that's my plan, uh, Mr. Nibiru, uh, Dr. Nibiru. She says, I have far better plans. Hmm. Is, your, is your idea just to sit here forever in the dreamlands and reveling in his eternal torment? Now you're talking. She's like, killed my daughter, tore her heart out. He says, I'm going to torture him for all of eternity if I can. Hmm. In, uh, losing your daughter to uh, an, an evil man like that, I could understand the, the anger and the hatred that would come from that. But uh, think of also the cost to, to you by hanging on to that, that anger and hate for, so, for centuries. The cost to me. The cost to me is it was everything that I ever had. Hatred is more powerful than love. And death is stronger than life. That's to you. Yes. Um, Dr. Edison, she won't really let you do anything to her. But you can clearly see the wounds. Um there's no blood. She's just kind of black and gray on the inside. Um, doing medicine roll. Yes, a hard success. Yeah, you're not sure that she's alive in any sense that a person would be alive. Um. Is she close enough for me to touch? Yeah. Okay. Um, in a in a now that the creature has been removed from the room, I want to like put one arm around her around her shoulders. Mm, not sure she'd let you do that, but I want to get close enough to see if I can. Put one arm around her shoulders, and then with my other hand you know, lightly get her uh, by the wrist and just, you know, I'm kind of guiding it. So, uh, Madame Boulevard, please come have a seat. You you need to rest. And I'm I'm attempting to see if there's a pulse. Yeah, you don't find a pulse. That's um, disturbing. And she she doesn't really care for you to touch her. So uh, she says, I'm, I'm fine, young man. Uh, thank you for your help, but I'd like to be alone for a while. Uh, and she turns to Henry and says, Henry, Henry, can you fix this? 
she points to the window. So as she says that, he uh, it it starts to repair itself. Yeah, perhaps we'll speak to you at uh, the next meal, Madame Bonneval. Good evening. And and she says it's not over yet. I'm sure of this. Yes. Re reach out out to if you need need assistance if uh, he comes back for you. All right. So Henry suggests maybe we should make a general announcement that we found the killer. Yes. Or at least half of the killer. This is great news for Henry because the, the cats were extremely upset with, with right. Henry. Yes. Oh, at least this is the part. And now, Henry, so, I don't know how your contracts or and things work, but I mean, Madame Bonaval and her continuing feuding with this wizard is a danger to your guests while she's on this train. There are things involved with she is she is safe on this train. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Somehow that wizard managed to sneak something on board on the train. I don't know how he did it. Um, but he himself cannot. Henri, so, are you are you aware that Madame Bolivar is is dead? Uh, you look at him, and you know you you can't see much of his scarred face. But when you say that, you can sort of tell from the facial from the facial form of him that he smiles at you, and he says, "Well, Doctor York, so am I." Oh. Oh my. Not not everything in the dreamlands uh is alive on earth anymore. Hmm. From time passage. The only thing keeping her going is her hatred, almost like a, a ghost of some sort. Yes, I think that's exactly it. So sometimes, I understand okay. that sometimes the dead go on dreaming. Uh did they do? I, I would like to tell one of the writers or a pair of them uh, uh, if they haven't already sent a messenger off to tell Tarragon and Sophia that we have a culprit. Was, yeah. uh, and also that the matter is not resolved. Yeah. So we have a power um, lounge. You, uh, you, you go to the lounge. And uh, as you go along, you know, you knock on everybody's door, those who aren't in the hallway yet, to come to the lounge. And you make the announcement, but one person is not in the lounge. Maronimer is uh, not in the lounge. I, I thought he knew something. I thought he was acting strange. Oh, really? We need to find know? him immediately. I like that guy. No. I is not here. Um, let us check his room. Uh, he goes, uh, does somebody want to go with him? I'll go with yeah. him. Okay. 
Oh, uh, you go to his room. He opens the door. It's much the way that you saw it before. Um, he's not there. And um, uh, Henry looks at you and he says, uh, did you come to see him before? Yes. Where was he standing? You'd probably oh. point to where he was standing. Yeah. And he says, there is blood upon the carpet right where he's standing. Yeah. Probably cat blood. Oh. He'd been looking for his cat, and I felt sympathy for him. Losing his cat. Um, hmm. Is it, is it, does he still have like luggage or something? Yeah, everything is in his room like normal. Gotta find him. We um, should make sure that he's not trying to free that, that thing. We should make sure. We should check on all the cats. Henry. Else Henry. Henry closes his eyes for a moment, and you have the feeling like he's sort of communing with Mimi for that, that brief moment. And he said, ah, there has been a change in the place where we are keeping the creature. Shall we go and see? Yes, yes, okay. let's, let us go. So you go to that thing, and you go through the little trap door and down to the thing, and uh, the, the cell door opens and there is no longer a creature in there. There is an Aronin Hmm. Hmm. This should simplify communication at least. I, uh, I was not in control. Uh. I... I'm sorry for what happened. It was, and and he tries to say something more, and he suddenly lynches in pain, like he can't say anything out loud. I, uh, I have, I have been lurching to pieces. I cannot. Perhaps another form of communication will work. Yes, I'll go ask the Ibians if we can borrow the squeaker. So without much, okay, you go and you get the uh, the Ibians, or you you have one of the Ibians come with you with a squeaker, and uh, Neroninger holds out his hand with the squeaker, and, and the squeaker says, um, he lured me in with my cat and now I thought that he wanted to rob me of my treasures of wine but he wanted to mesmerize me in order to attack Madame Bonneval but when my mind is suppressed, I do not, I cannot control my own body. You, the he, um, where did you first meet him? I 
have traveled extensively through the dreamlands. It was in a very dark place. Uh, but he found me, and he has my cat. And I cannot speak from my mouth the things that he has done, or I am, re I am restrained by his magic. Under what name did you meet him? Uh, he has no name. Oh, he has many. The place that you met him, was it, uh, did it seem like a, a city in, of Earth, of France? No. No. Not a city. It's just a dark place. Yes. How my mind it... is, my mind has been altered. I am confused. Does it know what you do? Does it communicate with you directly? Do you hear voices or? No, but when my eyes are red, it is in control. It can see. It killed the cat through my body. I would never have killed the cat. The cat was visiting me when he took control of my body. Yeah. Uh, Mironomer so, suddenly looks quite exhausted from trying to think that to the squeaker. There's some way. Some way we can trace that sorcerer. Please, will you speak to the king on my behalf? I met none of this. Well, the good news is that Dr. Naruto and I have been practicing met, uh, as lawyers without a license recently. So we have a little experience. Um, I understand uh, the... I understand. I am sympathetic with your condition, certainly. Uh, unless the king can do something to punish the dark sorcerer, however, you might be... Well, we'll see what we can do. You must keep me restrained, however. He could at any time retake my body. Are there other forms it can take? Or is it merely the one we see in the one of uh, Crystal? That is my true form. Yeah. This is the form I take in your dreams. In my own world, that is what I look like. But what were you expecting to find in Madame Bonneval's container? I was not in control. I no. don't know. Where are you from? I'm from Saru. I'm Saruvian. Another world. Uh, is Saru far away? It's impossible to get to now. We used oh. to sail. We used to sail on the ocean uh, through space to my planet, back and forth. My people. I told you the story. We sailed in ships with lemon sails. And we were great wine merchants. And then all of the ships disappeared and I was left stranded. 
I don't know what's happened. I fear something horrible. And I miss my cat. Yeah, yeah. Does, is there any way, did the sorcerer mention a way that you can earn your cat in freedom? Told me that he would give my cat freedom once he was done with me. But that was just to lure me in. Once I was there, he enslaved my mind. You may not, my cat may not exist anymore, but I, I have hope. Uh, you know, would you be able to show show us or describe where this dark place was? I mean, the dreamlands are quite large. I'm not sure that you would understand. Uh, you don't know the dreamlands or the topography or the places or the things you have to go through to get there. It's not in the bright world of, uh, that we are used to. It mm. might be somewhere closer to Lang or Kadath, he says, where people oh. don't go. Huh. Um, he suddenly starts to slump. Uh, you've, he's been under a strain, and the uh, Ibian grabs the squeaker. Have I been of use to you? Yes, very much so. Thank you. Would you like some cheese? No. <laughs> I always think of the cheese. Uh, so the Ibian goes. What do you guys want to do? Wondering if Lady Bonaval knows a way of finding him. Or at least a clue as to where we could look. Even if we even wanted to find him. Well, do an intelligence roll. The story mentioned where he was sent. Yeah, it didn't. He burned himself um, up in a tower. Regular. Well, um, it would seem like the entire thing that she's into is luring him to where she is. Um, she seems to have a great deal of pleasure in taunting him out of hatred and spite. Um, so you all leave the uh, the confines of the cell area and go back up onto the observation. Um, in the distance now, uh, you can see... Um, You can see a rather large seaside city looming up, you know, down, down. You're kind of up on a, a cliff or a mountainside, and you're coming down towards what must be Afarat. Um, You see it down there. Uh, there's uh, smoke coming out of little chimneys. You can see the ocean. There's quite a few uh, barks on the ocean that are out there. And Mimi... Uh, suddenly sort of lurches and you all wake up in the beds on the the train. Oh. Are we uh, refreshed like last time we were in the dream? Yes, you are. Oh. Oh. And let's see. What time were you due to arrive in Milan? When did you get on the train in Lausanne? Was that 
in the morning or the evening? Yeah, it was fairly early in the morning. Okay, so you got on at 5, okay, at 6 a.m. is when you left. Uh, that means you're on the B schedule. Uh, you are arriving in Milan at about, at, right about 4 o'clock. So you are, you are minutes away from arriving in Milan. And that, that's p.m., right? 4 p.m.? Correct, yeah, 4 p.m. You can see that what you what you're what you're passing through now is the last little remnants of countryside. You can see a few farms in the distance here and there, uh, but now you're seeing more and more buildings. And you're coming into Milan. Um, you are coming to the uh, what's the name of the station? It's Stazione uh, Centrale, uh, Central Station. Um, as you pull in to the central station, uh, everybody do a spot hidden ball. Ooh, ooh, extreme. Oh, regular. <laughs> so the train is pulling in while it's still moving, but it's slowing down considerably as it's coming into the station. You see a great deal of rubble, um, as if half the station has fallen down or has been torn down or smashed down. It almost looks like a bomb went off, except that it's it's kind of neatly pushed over to one side. Um, you also notice a lack of people on the station. There's not very many people. Um, this should be a fairly busy time of day. Uh, as you, uh, as the, the train stops, the stewards come around, they give you your passports, uh, they take all of your luggage and they're going to transfer it to the hotel. Uh, you are staying in the Galleria in the center. Uh, Catarina Cavallaro um, got hotel rooms for you, if you recall, the best in town. Um, so you'll be staying right in the middle. Um, as you step off the uh, off the train onto the platform, it's a fairly long, white, flat area, and it, it, it opens right to the outside. There's uh, there's streets right out there where cabs would be waiting, uh, and the city is is uh, laid out. You can see the Duomo, the the church with the big dome on it, uh, sort of looms up and over everything. Um, there are surprisingly few people here. Um, what uh, is there anything you want to do before you hop in your cab and head towards? Uh, I want to verify our body part that's wrapped and the scroll. I want to make sure they are secured. They are secured. You have secured them in the trunk, and then the trunk is being transferred. Uh, so there's no one around the station, uh, besides there's a few people are... here and there, but not, not very many. Uh, I, I ask, I don't speak Italian, so it's going to kind of, but Germany's kind of close to, so I kind of ask around if anyone speaks, uh, Deutsch. Do a left roll. Okay. No. 
Yeah. I, I can. It's difficult. Speak Does well. anybody speak Italian? See. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we'll we'll use that as we go around. We'll we'll use your Italian. Uh, anything you want to do before you leave the station? The Theodore, could could you uh, in inquire what what happened to the station? I mean, are they rebuilding it? I just see. Uh, yeah. You see a porter, yeah, who's moving yeah. stuff. It's directly translate. Oh, Senor, ever since uh, since your El, uh, how is that called? Uh, El Duce, El Duce, uh, Benito Mussolini uh, has been taking charge. Uh, they've decided to tear down the existing station and rebuild a better one. So I'm sorry for all of the, the rubble, but that's what's going on. I understand he has a very strong interest in train schedules. You are a new Duke. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, I assume that uh, Signora Cavallaro was carried off in some entourage as soon as the train stopped. Oh, you haven't heard. And he points over at a, a, a newspaper stand. And uh, this is what's on the newspaper stand. Diva Caterina Cavallaro, scomparsa, porra da rapimento. Mamma mia. Do you get a newspaper? Si. si. Opera star, Caterina Cavallaro, missing, fear of abduction. Police have expressed fears that soprano Caterina Calavero, uh, Cavallaro, may have been abducted from Milan's Stazione Centrale. The singer has not been seen since she alighted from the train from Paris the day before yesterday at 5 p.m. Since then, she has not returned to her apartment or attended rehearsals at La Scala, where she is due to sing the part of Aida, which opens tomorrow night. Arturo Toscanini, music director of La Scala, has confirmed that he has no contact, has had no contact from the singer since she departed Paris. Local police request that any members of the public contact them if they have any information on the location of Signore, Signora Cavallero. We heartily urge all Milanese to join the search for our most beloved star. Dang. This is frightful. She was just on this train. Coincidence, do you think, gentlemen? Or uh, do we sense there is another connection here? I feel that this entire trip will never be filled with coincidence. Yeah. So, you move uh, into the main part of the city. Uh, let me show you. This is what uh, the church, uh, everybody calls it the Duomo. Uh, but the, it just means dome. All of the uh, big churches in Italy are just called Duomo. Uh, but it looks like that. Mm. And there's this big square in the front. Very beautiful. Lots of people milling around. Um, 
And then through that archway on the side there, that goes into the Galleria, which is a big open market. Looks like that, very much like a, uh, a pre precursor to, to shopping malls. Um, it's got a glass roof on it. And on the top floor up there is where your hotel is. So you are in the center of the gallery. It's a big cross-shaped thing. You are up in the very top. That's where your hotel is. Now, you notice something very strange. Uh, there are people gathered at one of the mosaics on the floor, and they keep doing a little ballerina spin. And when you look closer, what their ballerina spinning on, it's this. Mm -hmm. And you can see that what they're doing is they're they're putting their heel right on the bull's testicles, and then they're spinning around, and they're laughing, and then they walk away. And everybody seems to be doing this one after the other. People are in line to do it. Hmm. Um, I try to pick up any chitter-chatter around there in Italian. Okay. Um. Yeah, do a listen roll. Well, you don't have to do a listen roll. Everybody's chit-chatting. Um, there is a general uh, malaise over everybody. There, nobody's really happy, except probably tourists are occasionally kind of giggling and happy. But the actual population here, and they're all very well-dressed. This is a fashion town. Everybody is very proud about the way they dress. They all seem very depressed. And the thing that you keep picking up is the fact that everybody is worried about Catalina Cavallaro being missing. Um, at one end of the Galleria is the Duomo. At the other end, if you just walk through it, is La Scala, the opera house. Ah. Um, it's got a it's got a large flat stairs going up to the opera house. That's what La Scala is: is the stairs. Um. But people are very sad, very worried. Uh, and in general, they all look kind of depressed. People are sitting around looking, moping, not too happy. We saw her not that long ago. I mean, yeah. if, if like, because we were dreaming. But prior to that, we had that very unpleasant experience. Oh, I thought she was quite pleasant. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm mm. saying with the scroll. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was you that were, experience. That was not. She was on the train with you out of Paris. Yeah. And then you spent a day in Lausanne. Yeah. And then you've been in the dreamland since then. So this is really the next day. She should have arrived yesterday on that train that you left out of Paris. Yeah. But apparently something happened. Yeah. Uh, do we recall anything about who she was traveling with? Didn't she have one traveling companion that stayed on the train with her? Her uh, piano player, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I assume he's staying in the same hotel that she put us up in and where she expected to stay herself. So if we drop our bags, check our trunks, especially the important ones, and then see if we can speak to her accompanist. Mm -hmm. If yeah, you... Can... Um... If you recall from the, the newspaper, uh, it said that, uh, let's see, 
she has not returned to her apartment, so she must have mm -hmm. an oh, apartment. So we could find out from the hotel uh, who she had book our rooms for. It's probably someone from our staff that traveled with her. And then with that name, we could search for her. She may know. Okay. Um, so you want to talk to the concierge. What time yeah. did we establish that it was afternoon? Uh, 4 p.m. Yeah, early yeah. evening. Before, before we leave, I want to spin on the uh, bull's testicles. Okay. It's actually a tradition that everybody yeah. does. It's good luck. Spin on the bull's testicles. Uh, Dr. Yeah. York, York, it's good luck. Maybe you should uh, spin on it. <laughs> when, when, in, when, in, uh, when in Milan and, uh, and spin on the nuts. If we all have to wait in lines for the nut spinning, we might as well all have a spin on the nuts, yes. Or eggs, as we say. Ah, yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, so you're going to talk to the uh, concierge. Um, concierge uh, only tells you that, uh, that uh, Senora Caballero must have an apartment. This is her home. So... Um, if you say anything about her accompanist, probably it's like too. So he's living. Neither one of them is a guest in the hotel. Uh, you were uh, you were booked. Uh, it's just booked under her name. So. Oh, okay. Uh, so it wouldn't be okay. I was it, thinking it might be booked by one of her entourage with their. Name. It may have been, but it's still just in her name. So. Got it. Okay. Uh, they don't have that person's name. Do they have? Uh... Phone book. Sure. We have to we have to remember or find the name of the accompanist. So, yeah, he was. She was. She talked very much, and he talked very little. So I don't remember if his name yeah. came up. But oh. it would be public information who she works with and travels with. A longer newspaper article would probably have his name. The the, the train hasn't taken off yet, has it? It's still because it, oh, it, it's. No. Oh darn! I was thinking we could rush over and ask the uh, the steward there. It would have been a different. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming her address is not in the phone book since she's a celebrity. But hmm, we do a lot more. Oh. Did just spin on the bulls. Uh, see if That's that works. true. Hey, it did work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes, in fact, you didn't find an address for her apartment. Um, it is on uh, Via San Carpoforo. Uh, it is, in fact, a townhouse. Okay. It's in a very nice, very nice area of Milan. Mm. I remember she was traveling with somebody named Ricardo, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Don't remember his last name. Me, me neither, but uh, he was not the one that enchanted me. Yeah. If we can't find 
his name directly, then we'll uh, ask at her apartments, perhaps about her cup base, Ricardo. If we maybe before we go to her apartment, we could get something from the hotel showing that she booked this room for us. That way, you know, we're not just creepy guys that are. Oh, hey, yeah, good, good call. Show that we actually know her. <laughs> yeah, according to the travel companion, there's a few nice hotels here in Milan. Uh, the Grand Hotel. Uh, uh, so maybe we should give that one a call. Also, the Scala, they would they would know who she's traveling with. They'd probably know who she's coming in with. We could we could backtrack that way too. Yeah, certainly. Although, also just a few days' papers, a longer uh, article about her missing. Uh, since they were traveling together, either he's missing also, or the authorities have talked with him already. So how do you want to proceed? Well, the, the Scala was just is right here, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, to the other end of the, the mall of the gallery. I, maybe we should go there first. I mean, yeah, we get a little documentation from the concierge that we are actually associated with the signorina and not uh, fanatics. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and we ask a couple of simple questions. Okay. And as they go forward to that desk for that, I, I kind of just hang back in the corner, grab a paper, and I kind of look around. Is, does it appear like anyone's sort of following us or giving us weird no, eyes? You don't you don't see anybody doing that. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, so you guys head out. You go, you turn. You can see the Duomo out out one end, so you head in the other direction. And um, there are steps going up. The Opera House La Scala is beautiful on the inside. You can see through the glass front. Um, it's not particularly ornate on the outside, uh, but it's not open. Uh, it's uh, the opera season starts tomorrow. Uh, there are probably ticket booths, uh, and uh, try a spot hidden. Oh, oh, one. Okay, that surpasses everybody. Um, you can see through the window into the lobby. You can see the doors going into the theater. One of them is open. There is activity going on inside there, but it's not open to the public. Mm-hmm. There are are people in there. We uh... do you recognize uh, the fellow she was traveling with? Or is oh, it's it too far away. Go? It's yeah, it's three hundred feet away or so <laughs> from where you are. Oh, doc. Or I assume the door is locked, so I kind of like. Yes, they are locked. Yeah, I'll, I'll knock. Yeah, there's nobody directly in the hall. So okay. it's a knock. Hmm. 
she, uh, in addition to getting us a hotel room, she uh, offered us tickets for the opening tomorrow. She did. I wonder um, if the ticket booth has those under our names or just if they are at guess. the hotel. Yeah. Well, she did know all of your names because by the time you guys had all become sort of friends on the train. So they should be under your names. So we go and to the ticket booth and we pick up these things and ask about what they plan to do about our placement and also for gossip and okay. express our personal concern. Um, the uh, the woman inside the booth checks and uh, she says, oh, yes, it's very good seats. She says, you will be in the third row, mm -hmm. uh, almost dead center. Oh. Well, um, how's the understudy? Oh, uh, she says, uh, uh, well, we're all hoping for uh, to return, the diva. Um, of course. If, if uh, there's been no announcement, so we don't know that uh, that such thing would be necessary. But if it were, uh, right now, um, uh, uh, Philomena uh, Di Martina uh, is practicing in case she has to take over. Oh, good. Uh, is a I'm assuming because it was in the paper uh, that this is not the normal behavior for uh, Cavallaro. I, I wouldn't know. Okay, I'm just so so concerned about her. She she's a good friend. Oh well, if she got you these tickets, here she is. Mm -hmm. um, thank you, and she hands you your tickets. Uh, thank you. So I wonder if this Philomena might uh, might have stayed in constant contact with her. I wonder, yeah, she wouldn't know anything. It's not on the train. No, I think it's probably Toscanini who will know what the situation is. And he is a terribly famous individual. Hmm. And presumably in the, in the rehearsal you have seen. Yeah, I mean, they weren't. They seemed busy. They they didn't didn't hear respond to my attempts to get their attention. And so perhaps we find some uh, uh, periodicals that follows the workings of the opera, and it says that Signorina Cavallaro has been working with Ricardo so-and-so in anticipation, and then we find his name, and he will probably leave the opera house himself late tonight. But we can try to intercept him and see what he knows about her departure. Or perhaps there is just a larger article in yesterday's paper or so. Um, you can look through the newspapers, you find a couple of other articles, but they don't give you any more information. Uh, you don't find any reference to you're having You're having those mic problems again. Oh, um, um, 
You don't find any uh, reference to uh, this Ricardo fellow, um, and you don't find any more information than you already have. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I wonder if she was traveling with someone who was unscrupulous. How well did she know Ricardo? He seemed annoyed with him. Have, looking through newspapers, have there been other disappearances lately? No. I mean, hers is big news. but um, Well, let's see if there's any other interesting articles that you're looking around. Um, Ooh, 14 is an extreme success. Okay, you can find something that does have some reference to the opera. Welcome return. Flavio Con uh, Conti was a welcome face at last night's party for patrons and supporters of La Scala. Mr. Conti has been unwell in recent months with some erroneous reports that he was afflicted with consumption. It was clearly a much less serious complaint. Mr. Conti has made complete recovery and was the life of the party. Also present were fellow opera pa patrons, Mr. Nunzio Toki, Mr. and Mrs. Matteo Sorrenti, Mrs. Angela Susco, Mr. Arturo Fascia, and Mrs. Serena Sapagnolo. The company was entertained by selections from this week's opera, Aida, um, as performed by members of the cast. Rosario Sorbello accompanied on the piano. It was the most glittering occasion. Perhaps, Gabriel, you, uh, this Rosario is who we think, and not Ricardo. It's similar enough, yeah? Yeah, perhaps. Uh, let's see if there's a Rosario Cabello in the directory. Um, yes, there is. Uh huh. And uh, he will, if not recognize all of us, probably recognize uh, Herr Bloch as yeah. having made a certain impression. So we get uh, a late, uh, early supper, perhaps. I assume they'll be rehearsing late, and then we uh, find perhaps a cafe near Signor Caballo's apartment and uh, discover if he can tell us anything about our friends sudden taken away. Um, that's Rosario, that's a female. I'm sorry, I'll come back. So Rosa Rosario should be male with an O at the end. Rosaria would be female. See. Okay. <laughs> or if there are subsections in Italian, I don't know, perhaps. The accompanist was female on the train? I don't know. No, it wasn't. Male, named Ricardo. Yeah. Oh, different. All right. So we are different, two different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's probably a thousand accompanists. Yeah. I was hoping the person on the train would be the person we found because we would seem less crazy. Yeah. Seem less crazy. Well, 
uh, I mean, there are a couple things you can get from that article if you think about it. They were performing music from the opera, but mm -hmm. she wasn't there and right. he wasn't the accompanist. And there were patrons there. Now, was Most likely she, she was. Oh, this was uh, that kind. This was just yesterday. It's completely plugged in. Is that better? It's better. Oh, yeah. It's solid now. Okay. Um, that wire. What was the question? It was. Uh, um, so this this thing from the newspaper was yesterday. Correct. Last night. So it was after she went missing. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of guess that maybe she was supposed to be at that gala, mm -hmm. but right. that might have been the first time that someone really noticed. Hey, she didn't show up at an appointment that she was normally going to. Now, I'll talk a little bit about where you are because now you are in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, walking on the street, you've noticed a couple of things. Um, there are basically three different kinds of police. There are like town police, uh, which, you know, are just kind of what you'd expect from cops. Um, there are, uh, gendarmes, which are more, uh, you know, official police. And then there are the black shirts. You are starting to notice black shirts everywhere, and they are the fascist police. Not the, not the fashion police, but the fascist yeah. police. Oh, they uh, look this, very fashionable. The, uh, the fascist party is, is currently starting to control Italy under Benito Mussolini. Uh, they're, the, the fascist police, the black shirts, are the ones that are less friendly towards foreigners than the, than the regular people. Uh, firearms of any kind are illegal for anyone to have except for uh, the, uh, the gendarmes and the, uh, the fascist police. You're paying with everything in lira at this point. You've had your money changed. See. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, what avenue of investigation do you want to follow? Do we want to want to go by her her house or her uh, what was it townhouse? Her townhouse. That seems like the logical step. Okay. So you drive over uh, to uh, San uh, Carpoforo. Uh, via San Capoforo, uh, and you see it. It's a very luxurious, very nice townhouse. Uh, it's got a small uh, wrought iron fence around it. Uh, it's got trees and uh, looks like fruit trees and stuff in the front. Um, it's two stories high. It's mostly kind of an off-white marble uh, facade, uh, rather ornate. 
uh, you pull up, there is a, a, a sports car in the driveway, uh, but it's kind of in the back under a, um, a cover, an awning, uh, a solid awning uh, made from, you know, stone and marble. Uh, and the door is right where that that sort of area is. Um, what do you want to do? Oh, you take a cab? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. The cab drops you off in front of there. Okay. Uh, you walk up to the door and you see there's a bell. You ring the bell. Um, there is a moment of silence after the bell. And then you can hear the clackety clack of shoes on marble um, heading towards the door from the inside. And very quickly, the door is opened by a woman. Uh, she's, um, you'd say she's probably in her uh, late 20s, maybe mid 20s. Uh, she is dressed as a maid. And uh, she opens up the door and she's like, she looks at you and she, for there's a moment of, of hope and then a moment of disappointment. And she's like, oh, um, can I help you? Uh, with who are you? I assume she's speaking Italian. Yeah. Theodore. Mm -hmm. So Theodore is about the only one who can understand. Again, I have a little, but and I, I have ninety. I have ninety in Spanish. Are they close enough languages? Not really. No. Okay. Probably comparable to my eleven in Italian, but being Swiss, I have actually. We'll we'll just we'll assume that Theodore translates everything. Yeah, all happily. My, my audio yeah. is a little bit off, so okay. If I'll translate. Um, she's just going to help you. Uh, yes, uh, we are acquaintances of uh, uh, Cavallaro, and we had uh, read about oh. her unfortunate uh, disappearance, and we so were... you don't know where she is. No, no, no. We were a whole seeing if uh, maybe we could uh, assist, but we were needing to see if... Uh, did she make it here from the train? Oh, no. No, she hasn't been here. Hasn't um, been here you say all. you're her friends and you, and you want to assist. Yes, yes. Oh, how, how can you assist? Everybody wants to find her. Well, uh, six, six sets, six more pairs of eyes uh, Looking around uh, can can not hurt. You know we do a do a uh, either persuade or a charm. Let's see which one. All right, I'll spend three luck to pass the charm. The bull failed. Okay. That time. <laughs> <laughs> um, she seems to she seems upset. She seems to calm down a bit, and she's like, well. We certainly want, you know, to help any anything that we can do. Uh, we need to find her. Tomorrow's the opera. Oh, I know, and we she got us such lovely seats, uh, third row center. Well, we have no idea uh, what happened. Apparently, was uh, the train arrived, and uh, she got off the train. Uh, she was with her. Uh, uh, one of the managers met her. At the, uh, from La Scala, met her at the train, uh, and then she became distracted. She uh, 
she uh, ran off. Uh, she uh, apparently saw somebody she knew in, uh, you know, their Alfa Romero, and um, off she went. Um, now, she's a passionate woman, oh, and yes. she's... She knows that things will be taken care of without her direct involvement, but they're saying, you know, that maybe she uh, she found uh, was having a fling with somebody, but I don't think so. I think that all she wanted, this was the most important thing for her to be in the opera. She wouldn't just run off. Would, would we know if... Uh if she's made any recent comments against Mussolini or the current change in politics? None whatsoever. Some of us are very happy about Mussolini. He's, he's fixing a lot of the problems that we've had. Oh, he's, cool. uh, he's a patron of the arts. Oh, that's lovely. The trains to are very timely. Uh, when we, we, we were with her just the day before on the Art Express, you see. Oh, uh, but we had a stop at Lausanne and she continued on. Uh, when we uh, spent an evening enjoying her art, she was uh, with her accompanist, Ricardo. Ricardo Tiso. Tiso. We could not think of his name. Is he safely from the train? Is he at home? Is yes, yes, he came. Yeah, I think maybe uh, he will be the, one of the last ones to see her. Did you ever, was there ever a guest that came here who drove this Alfa Romeo car? We have many, many guests. Um, yeah. She's a very generous the, host. And the Alfa Romeo factory is here in town. So many, many people have Alfa Romeros. It's a very popular car. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, well, so we are staying at the hotel she arranged for us, and here is a card. So if uh, anything of interest to you uh, is, you know, if you hear anything, we welcome any news. Well, the only thing, I mean, there's so much speculation, but nothing seems to be panning out. Um, the police are looking. Uh, everybody at the opera is worried. Uh, there are many, many, many patrons of the opera. Um, I mean, they often, you know, treat the singers to parties and, and, uh, and performances, but, uh, no one has seen her at all. No, of course, it's borrow is a very big night side opening. Um, would you say that Mr. Signorina had any, forgive the cliche, were there enemies she had or very jealous professional people? Oh, no, no, no. Everybody loved her. Everybody yeah. loved her. A few sort of lovely, talented woman, everyone, yeah. I'm sure there's envy, but it's, it's a happy envy. We love our singers here in Milan. It's a big part of everybody's life. Everybody's devastated that she's missing. Such a bright voice, it would, yeah. Bloch, has anyone else come here uh, asking about her? Oh, well, yes, the police came, they asked. Yeah. What was the name of the manager that, uh, that met her, saw her briefly on the train platform? Oh, I'm not so sure. It could have been anyone at the uh, 
any of the stage people at the opera. It was probably they were just, you know, making sure that her luggage got to the right to, to the right address. Her luggage arrived. But uh oh, it did. We thought over half the day we thought that she would just show up in the afternoon. You know. Has anybody from the opera been here? Um no, not directly. I assume that usually when she travels like this, you would unpack her luggage even before she arrived, yes? Yes. And everything seemed in order in the luggage? Everything was perfectly fine. There was a small stain on one of her dresses, but I I, I fixed that. I removed hmm. that. Did it, uh, what did it look like, the stain? Oh, wine or something. Um, but not blood, you think? Oh, no, not blood. I, you used it was packed things. in her trunk anyway. It would have been something from the train. Yeah. She doesn't happen to have like a little uh, villa in the country that she goes to sometimes, sometimes to clear her head. So I know there's, that's popular with some artists have a, have a little retreat. Just. No, she doesn't. She doesn't own anything like that. Of course, there are many people that, you know, would entertain her at such a place, but she wouldn't run off knowing that the opera's tomorrow. She needs to rehearse. She should be rehearsing. Now, but did she does she keep a journal or anything? Is there a journal among her luggage where she might have recorded that she was wanting to meet somebody at the train station? She has a she has scrapbooks that she keeps, but she's not much of a writer. Did she have a did any of, of Milan's prominent opera patrons, was any one of them her her biggest fan, most devoted? She has so many. There are there are many, many patrons. There was a big party um, yeah. yesterday evening with many of the patrons that were there. Would would any particular patron bestow great gifts upon her? They all do. And, uh, uh, you know, for a young, vibrant, beautiful woman with a, the ability to sing like that, and there's no age limit. There's no, uh, you know, gender preference. They're all, they all love her. Uh, it's very, maybe, maybe one of her patrons did pick her up, but none of them has said anything about picking her up. But none leap to mind as being the most, uh, out you know, outgoing and, and vocal fan. No, could be anyone. Well, I hope that you can find her. And if I, if I have any more information that I find out, I will call you immediately. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for your time and patience. Uh, and hopefully the arena will be back in the household in no time at all. I hope so. Yes. Buongiorno. Oh, you speak Italian. <laughs> I'm wondering. We should pay a visit to this Ricardo Tiso. I wonder if he knows who she ran after. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, uh, the manager, if we can find out what manager met her from the Scala then we might get a good description of the car 
that she stepped into, or maybe the description of the person she entered it with. I think Ricardo's a, a good start. I mean, he would have, he, he'll, he should recognize us and he was there, you know, when she was last seen, you know. Okay. Um, if you look in the book, once again, you, you find, uh, you find a Ricardo Tiso. In fact, it's listed as Ricardo Tiso, um, a companyist. To the stars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another, another taxi ride. I mean, there is a phone number with it, so. Yeah, yeah. Thursby, as a spokesman, if you wish to call. I understand that Il Duce's new telephone kiosks are much sharper and easier to hear than the ones. Yeah, this is, this is such a wonderful thing going on here. So lovely here. I really like Italy. Can never go wrong. <laughs> All right, so you're going to try to call him? See. Si. Uh, ciao he answers the phone uh and in italian i don't speak italian he says you know uh who is speaking oh hi there this is uh this is theodore thursby and uh um we were good friends of uh, catalina we uh she got us wonderful uh, rooms and uh, uh oh from the uh, train yeah from the train yeah that was uh do you remember uh uh gunther block and, and uh, uh, i do remember yes yes that evening was quite a quite fun you know that she's missing yes we just heard about the the terrible terrible news um i i i was wondering the, the it seems like the last time she was seen was was shortly off the train yes uh, yes did you by any chance maybe see who she met up with or, or what uh, car might, she might have gotten into? Any the, sort of... Uh, um, the police asked me this yesterday. Um, you know, uh, where I was, we were getting her luggage. Um, uh, I was speaking to the, the, uh, the stage manager. Um, not, the, not the main stage manager, but uh, uh, the assistant... Uh, Martino, and uh, as we were speaking, she uh, seemed to brighten up. She uh, uh, waved to somebody. We uh, sort of glanced out of the corner of our eye, thinking that she would stay there. But um, uh, she suddenly just sort of dismissed herself from us and ran to the uh, the street. There was an Alfa Romero. Uh, she looked into it. She leaned over. She laughed and got inside and they drove away can you hear all could you hear all that yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, what, what color was that alfa romeo was it black they're all black oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> nothing striking no darn and you saw it from a distance so you couldn't really get any detail or is there it must have been somebody that she knew yeah uh it's an expensive car so somebody Somebody, maybe one of the patrons, but none of them have come forward. 
is is there is and i'm relaying this to everybody yeah, yeah. does anyone think of uh um does ricardo have a recollection of perhaps a recent romance that the signorina was very she doesn't recently no she uh she right now she has some flings uh she thought your gunter was quite attractive uh, um but all she can think of right now is the opera yeah it's it consumes her every moment uh and will so until you know she's well into the season so there was no apprehension by her for this performance she was really looking forward to it no we we expect her to show up uh, yeah. she was she was ecstatically happy yeah as yeah as as she was on the train he was very excited about that hmm. uh why was uh, uh senior tiso not at the rehearsal uh, yesterday but instead replaced by this rosario oh you're asking him why he wasn't there um i was tired i just got back from uh, Paris. Um, it's always easy to find an accompanist. I mean, I, I often accompany her because we get along very well together and I know the way she sings. But uh, any accompanist could uh, work with her. That... Besides, I wasn't, I wasn't invited. <laughs> to the... oh. I didn't want to go anyway. Somebody else could do it. Uh, did anything change between when we uh, she entertained and delighted us with her song and when you arrived here in Milan? No, I recall her waving to you as we left Lausanne. Um, we had a pleasant lunch. We... Uh, enjoyed uh the trip uh, completely uneventful yeah no telegrams or no no telegrams i i i'm telling you it was just she saw somebody that she knew and uh, she's kind of like that she does what she wants but she's not irresponsible which makes no sense at all yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, nobody, certainly nobody would ever give up a lifelong career that she's been training for her whole life for some fling. She could fling all that she wants when she's not singing in the opera. Yeah, and that's the night before she opens at La Scala. Signora Tiso, I, I hope very much that we will see you and her tomorrow night performing i certainly hope so i'm not performing i'm not in the I mean, opera but you'll uh, be present at for the event yeah yes i'll i'll be way up in the uh the, the balconies i can't afford to sit down in the, <laughs> the main part of that but um uh, if you hear anything I, I hope we find her i'm very very worried now hmm All right. Ciao. Ciao. Uh, you hang up. Uh, just for your uh, 
knowledge. Uh, this is an Alpha Romero. Um, nice. Beautiful. Okay. It's probably it's probably getting into the evening now. Yeah. Of course, we did not even come here about this matter in the first mm. place. We were distracted. Instead, we have the Defcar matters to concern ourselves with. Perhaps if we free our minds from this immediate matter, we will. Um, uh, something would become more clear. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for the, the death car, all he really had was that some man bought bought a piece here in, in Milan. So I wonder if they're like an art dealer or something. Do you want to um get food and relax for the rest of the evening um maybe try to think about what what's what's going on yeah i mean if we got here at four this is many hours later so i doubt there's a lot that we can research this time of night this is time to recuperate yeah. there is an evening paper Grab the paper and then head to like a like a restaurant, cafe, cafe or something. Yeah. Have some wine. Okay. Well, there's a lot of delicious food. Um, a newspaper. Um, why don't you do a spot hidden for me? Regular here. Regular. A 10 is an extreme success. Okay. I had a hard. Um, in the evening's newspaper, it doesn't have much in it. There's a few other mentions of Katarina being miss missing. Um, but a few other terms have caught your, uh, have stuck in your mind. Um, you're beginning to realize that where, where, your avenues of investigation usually lead to trouble. So you kind of look for trouble in the newspaper. And in this case, you also remember the Alfa Romero. Um, even if you're looking at it in Italian and you, you see it, you can see the words Alfa Romero. So it pops out. Um, and uh, you find this little article. It's not, you don't, not sure it's related at all, but find this automobile worker murdered the body of automobile worker Eno Spinola was discovered today in a laneway off Via Tavazano in Portello not far from the Alfa Romero factory where he worked Spinola had been stabbed to death police are pursuing inquiries among workers in the area Spinola was an active uni unionist and is reported to have been arguing about union matters with other workers in recent days you have noticed around town as you've been moving about, there are protesters. Um, they look like union people that are 
protesting various things. Of course, the fascists are giving them all kinds of problems. And so you decide to, you know, you eat. Uh, food's fantastic. Um, you notice everything does seem kind of subdued because people are upset about the diva. Uh, you go up to your rooms. They're very comfortable. Um, and you're literally looking out on that central thing where the bowl is. And you can see people milling about if you look out your if you step out onto your balcony and look down. Eventually, you uh, you turn in for the evening. You're a little sore, a little tired. I would like everyone to do a call it a a power roll. Fifty eight. Oh. 59 uh, is a regular success. 90, 90 regular success is a fail. Okay. Uh, who's, uh, who succeeded? Okay. Those of you who succeeded. Um, along about 2 a.m., the four of you are awoken by something somebody somewhere is playing music uh no they're not playing music somebody is singing um a voice it's a soprano uh you uh you hop out of bed and you run to your balcony and you sort of lean out um the Galleria is across of an avenue, but there's there's alleyways and stuff that are also inside all of that, sort of between buildings. Somebody down there at two o'clock in the morning, there's nobody down there. Somebody is singing, and it's a beautiful soprano voice. It sounds like Caterina Cavallaro. I recognize that voice anywhere. Um, I'll quickly throw on my shoes and a. I hear it. And just run out there. Gunter and Dorian, you are sound asleep. Okay. Uh, so Gabriel goes running out the front door into the the street. Um, I'm going to stay on the balcony. Okay, Theodore, you come running out with him. How about Doctor yeah. Kurz? Yeah, you heard it too. Yes. It sounds, yeah. It, I'm going to try it, and keep the, it bird's eye view. The voice echoes around inside the Galleria. It's got a glass ceiling on it, so it's difficult to triangulate where it's coming from, but you uh, you, you run along in a direction you think where it's, it's a bit louder, and uh, there are a few people out walking probably to their homes or you know from a, a restaurant or whatever and they hear it too they're all it's two o'clock in the morning oh can you hear me oh yeah um they hear it too and they're quite surprised and they're they're looking around to see if they can identify where it's coming from um dr gabriel because you ran out so quickly do a luck roll 
61 is a pass. Okay. Uh, you run along and you turn down an alley. The alley is kind of dark. Um, but, I mean, there's light because the gallery itself is pretty well lit on the inside. And as you run down there, you're pretty sure the voice is strongest down in this direction. But when you get to the end of the alley, there is a brick wall um, between the buildings that goes up maybe 15 feet. And you're pretty sure that the sound is coming from the other side of it. Meanwhile, a few of your uh, the others join you, as do a few others. It's 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 almost definitely Catarina Cavallaro's voice, and then it stops. And it didn't sound like a record. It sounded like her singing. And then there's just silence, and everybody's like. What? I, I turn. I turn to a local. What's on the other side of this wall? Just, just more buildings. Hi, diva. Diva. No answer. No answer at all. And this is probably a good spot to stop for the evening. We will be coming back after Necronomicon. <laughs> Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gassaway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, Josh Harwood, and John Hook with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the, pri the, the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.